0: Hello, guys. Woo! Good evening. How you doing? Blake's not wearing a tank top today. He's wearing a long sleeve shirt. I don't. Uh, I don't know what this world is coming it's a, to. It's a baseball shirt, man. Uh, yeah. I mean, this is more proof that we're inside of a black hole because Blake is not wearing his. Maybe
1: tank this top. will. Maybe, maybe this will make it better. You might be familiar with this logo.
2: He's
0: rubbing
2: mm. his West, nipples in circles. What? Westboro. What? West, West? Side. No,
1: not Westboro.
2: <laughs> 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 Do they even have logos?
1: I don't know.
0: West Side
1: barbells. Yeah, Louis Simmons. Shout there out. Rest go. in peace, Louis. <clears throat> there you go, man. Westboro was was uh protesting at Nam, actually. That was weird. Oh, really? that's
0: fantastic. Yeah, it yeah. was really
1: good. They made a lot of sense. No, yeah. they didn't at all. Uh, Not one good, one ounce of sense was made.
2: Good place to go and uh protest against people with progressive attitudes right. is one one that's gonna attract artists. Yeah. Oh,
1: th- oh I don't don't worry. There was even some more conservative leaning people that were like, Look at those insane, insane people out there. Like yeah. like talk wow. to a few people I know that maybe lean a little more in that that direction and they were like, Those people are crazy. So uh yeah. Those people are crazy, and I don't want to talk about them anymore.
2: Yep. No, and and look, going on your point, bro, yeah, we are living in some kind of alter world, black hole, insane Mandela reality right now. Oh, what's going won't on? You won't you come?
0: That, that kind of thing, or no? No, it's um, things just aren't right, they're just things are not normal. I don't if, know. Why, I don't know. Do you why. feel
1: like Hank Hill looking at Bobby and something ain't right with
2: that <laughs> boy? Right. Ain't right with that
0: boy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the greatest reference there could be on the subject. I feel you, man. I'm seeing a lot of weird stuff in the UK. And it's not, I mean, like we've got the regular weird stuff like an ex unsuccessful, well, sort of successful football player has become like a mouthpiece for conspiracy theory. That's normal over here now. That's hmm. like, yeah, what else? But it does. <laughs> It does feel as if the world is going backwards. A little bit. It's very strange. I think what's happened is we've reached what I would like to probably call the zenith, the peak, of actually what artificial intelligence is capable of. And we're now like, actually, no, it's rubbish. Let's go back. And Bri, I believe... You were the pioneer that took us to that peak <laughs> with your incredible demonstration of how AI was able to take some basic instructions and make a pedal that turned your guitar off. Well, no, right. I
0: mean, we've talked about ChatGPT for a while, off and on. Right? Oh, it, it I got to say, this someone
2: on the uh, someone on the platform will talk about him, and it said, "Who is this, Ched?" GBD that you keep talking about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I saw that
0: I saw that too. I got cracked up this morning yeah. like I that's just my accent. I'm sorry. Yeah, I it like Chad JBD. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. yeah. it He's captain on the varsity football team. Chad yeah. GBD. <laughs>
0: Chad GPD is a, hes a feller that likes to talk about stuff regarding guitar pedals. Chad GPD, uh, Ch- Chad GPD, he worked on my jeep. The he
1: other worked day. on my jeep. <laughs> he fixed a hole in my vinyl top. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> I love uh, it. Yeah, that was the best thing. People I People like, today. why do you make fun of like hillbilly type people? I'm like, because I'm one of them. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's why I can make fun of myself. It's fine. Definitely <laughs> it's totally <can> acceptable. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. So, I mean, of course, Rev just released their chat breaker, mm-hmm. um, which they kind of did the same thing I did. They started with ChatGPT. From what I heard from, from interviews, I don't know those those people, but I'm going to um, fix
1: that soon. I'm going to get yeah, Derek on Yeah, They seem the, like good people. Yeah. Derek's uh, awesome. I'm going to get him on the podcast.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That'd be great. But see, I think like they started out kind of asking ChatGPT to build a circuit. And then in the end, they're like, all right, this this is. Terrible. So, so what they
1: told me to at at Gear Fest, and I forgive me if I'm rehashing some of these sure. things. No, the do. I don't.
0: I don't know that much about it. So he's so right. like, they basically they
1: had it design the bones of a blues breaker.
0: So that's the, that. Uh, sorry to interrupt. So mm-hmm. that's the prompt they gave it. They wanted to start from a blues. That's breaker. That's my
1: second. understanding. Okay. If, if I remember that that whole week's a little bit of a mess in my brain, that, but I'm pretty, pretty sure that's right. Because I
0: didn't know if that's just what Chat GPT spit out. Or whether I think they prompted
1: it with blues breaker. I okay. think I okay. think okay. Um, and they similar to you. I didn't watch your whole video, but uh, you didn't miss <laughs> but, much. You didn't miss much. But similar, I I got <laughs> up to the point where you were turning it on, uh, okay. which is the of course the point everyone wanted to see. And they had the exact same experience. They they were like they looked at the schematic and they're like, mm, that's sort of a blues breaker. Right. Uh, I guess we'll just build it as laid out, even though they kind of knew what was going to happen. Yeah. And see what happens. And similarly, it didn't work. So, right. so they took the skeleton, made it work, tuned it to where it sounded good, and that—that's what the, where the chat breaker came from. Right.
0: Yeah. So on my video, I basically said, uh, uh, and I gave it some, you know, a pretty detailed prompt. I said, I I want you to help me build a guitar pedal circuit. I, and I said, we're going to start. I, I said, I I want you to explain it like this. And I said, I'll use an example of a tube screamer circuit. And how it works, it, explaining in text. And so I, I literally said, like, okay, so yeah, but this resistor goes into this capacitor in series, which goes into the base of this uh, oh, okay, transistor. You know, on the collector, it's this. On on the emitter, it's this. You know, like, I expl- explained what happens through the entire circuit. And I said, now, understanding what I'm looking for, help me design a good-sounding guitar pedal uh, how do, I, how do I phrase it? I'm going off my memory here. Help me design a guitar pedal circuit that uses an op amp with soft clipping diodes, mm-hmm. has a simple tone control and a low impedance output.
1: Okay, you got really detailed.
0: I got super detailed. And the first thing it gave me was basically like, it went into a transistor stage like a, as a boost. Mm-hmm. Sort of like what you'd find on the first stage of a Big Muff. Into an op amp. It got... Part of the op amp stuff, right? Then it went into the tone control and then into another transistor that was not set up properly at all. Like it just, it, I'm like, that is not going to work. So I really had to prompt it. I'm like, okay, so you set up the first stage like a gain stage, but it needs to be a, a buffer. So it needs to be one, you know, so I explained it in technical terms what what it needed to do. So I was like, kind of giving it coaching, like, Okay, that's not going to work that way. You need this resistor to uh, half voltage, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So you're basically re- talking
1: to it like it I, was me.
0: I basically mm-hmm. like like I'm coaching a five year old on mm-hmm. how to build a guitar pedal, right? Me, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. I mean, like it just kept getting it wrong until I literally kind of coached it, and it said, "No, you can't do that. You have to have this type of resistor here and this type of resistor here." So then it just regurgitated what I said to do. At the end of the day, okay. Um, and then and then the values were kind of crazy. So I'm like, okay, well, this doesn't sound good, and it it just couldn't understand what sound good means, even right. though I'm like, I tried explaining. Well, here's what mo- you know the top ten overdrives do in this section, and
2: it, but that's a really interesting point, though, because can you actually teach a machine what sounds good? Because, firstly, what sounds good to all three of us is different, but there are commonalities. There are things that we all really, really love. For example, the music of the doors, something we Mm. all absolutely Mm. love. Um, And Pink Floyd. And pink yeah. Floyd. <laughs> oh, hold on. Yeah, take a shot. Actually, to be fair, that sounded like the start of L. A. Woman. There, uh, Blake, when you made that, mm, I thought you were going to start into L. A. Woman. I thought that was brilliant. Um, no, so shut up, Richard. <laughs> we all have different kind of standards, and uh, yeah, some of us have high standards, and some of us like the doors. <laughs> some of us have no standards. So, yeah.
0: Some of us are like me, you know. Uh,
2: and and pity those people who are like you, Brian. Uh, Right, you should. Pity who? Pity, admire. That's the word I was looking for. (laughs) Sure. Um, But, you know, I think if we all, if the three of us heard a really gnarly guitar track with an amazing tone on it, we'd all go, oh, have you heard that? It sounds good. And we'd all agree we might all like it for different reasons and if getting, we all
1: heard NWA we've already con- came to the conclusion yeah, that is definitely
2: <laughs> one point and, and I guarantee if you guys mm-hmm. check out the Teske brothers because I was giving them another listen and I mentioned them last week and I know I'm like seven years late I was like this is like Otis Redding but made like in the last ten years I love this so much and it was immediate and it was that I, I, I reconnected with music again recently and it's modern music. And so there is a commonality. You would all definitely know So, love so that what's stuff. your favorite
0: Taylor Swift song then if that's the case? Um my favorite Taylor
2: Swift song you say? Now, I'd have to think very, very <laughs> carefully about what my favourite Taylor Swift song was because there are so many to choose from. What are
0: you doing, Richard? You, I, I, do I'd you know Taylor say, Swift songs?
2: I'd probably say uh, anti-hero from the album Midnight's, <laughs> um, possibly Lavender Haze" or I Can See You. Uh, is that... Is that a Taylor Swift song? I've never heard... I mean, I may have heard of stuff. Lavender no, haze. You mean Purple haze by Jimi Hendrix? Now we are talking. Mm. I was actually relearning some of that. So that's a song, one of the first songs I learned. But there are some subtle things in it that you tend not to play naturally if you try and play it by ear. So you've got to sight read that, which is... I know I'm swearing at you now, Blake. How I dare you? See. I can't um, see out of my eye. How can I
0: sight read but this is my point. I, what is my point? what day is it? Either? So, so we were talking about the ChatGPT thing. Yeah, so like, pressure. Wrap that up.
1: I think you were saying how can a how can a machine know what sounds good? How can when we teach sounding good is subjective? Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah. How can we teach something that involves subjective logic? Whilst I'm on the right. subject of subjective logic, are you guys familiar with the band The 1975? Yeah. Do you like them? We'll be right back. Did
1: you know that you can change what you taste by what you hear? How can you use sound to make a deeper connection with your clients? Can we be healed with sound? Sound influences people in their buying decisions and their daily lives. In the podcast audio branding, I explore all of this, both with my own observations as a voice actor of over 15 years and by interviewing knowledgeable professionals in the field of advertising, marketing, music, and science. To have a listen for yourself, visit audiobrandingpodcast.com mm, uh,
2: I don't not like them. Let's They're put that headlining way. festivals over here and I'm like, is this the world we now live in? <laughs> um, <laughs> no, 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 it's like, well, I don't know. Again, subjective. Know my taste. Is, but, exactly.
0: Um, but anyway, so on, on the chat GPT thing, at the end of the day, like I was, it just wasn't giving me like the traditional overdrive sound. So I'm like, okay, we're changing these parts here just to, because that's what you would do. right? That's just, that's just, that's just what you do is something approximate around these values. And that's what we ended up with. So ultimately, I mean, it's tongue in cheek, right? Like I wasn't expecting a large language model to actually sure. spit out a schematic, but it was more for fun. And um you know it's not there yet but I think something like this like they're incorporating this into every other software like it'll be in a software like spice which we use to draw schematics and then we use it to simulate what the what's going on within the circuit so I'm sure there'll be something like that at some point in time but what was really
2: interesting though Bri, was I think the second iteration of the circuit you made was kind of a fizzy fuzzy uh, yeah, it's kind of
0: a fuzzy thing.
2: And yeah. people are like, "I like that." Now, that
0: that actually surprised me. Yeah.
2: yeah, now I think they may have been listening through their iPhones because when I listened to it through my studio monitors I was like, "That is fizzy and top-endy like nobody's yeah. business. It's missing a lot." Right. But I think if you'd have heard that through an iPhone, you might have thought, "Actually, that's that's pretty decent." So you may have invented Well, you're exactly right. You may have invented iPhone fuzz. <laughs> the iPhone fuzz, the iFuzz.
0: You're, I mean, you're exactly right. When it, through the iPhone speaker, you can't tell that stuff. But when you got, like, I was listening through studio monitors, I'm like, oh, oh, that's just, that is, <laughs> saw, I mean, we saw it's the a faces, sound. to be fair. <laughs> it's, it's a sound, but it's not what you would expect from an overdrive.
1: You know, like, I, I, I don't want to rehash this too much, but I, I've had this happen a few times lately where I'm get a mix going and I'm like, wow, this sounds awesome. So, so good. I'm like, let's bounce this down to my iPhone real quick and check it.
2: Yeah, and it's yeah. just like, what? <laughs> uh, what? Hey, there are plugins <laughs> that do that as well that will.
1: Yeah, and I did make an IR like Brian suggested. Oh, that's, yeah. that's right, you did. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it and it, it does a reasonable job, uh, but Nothing's it's as lit- good as the real thing. It's literally just as fast for me to airdrop it over. So I, it is. Yeah. yeah, um, but uh, but still, it's like I'm. Then I go back and I I make it sound slightly worse in the studio monitors because I know. I don't, I would never do that for like a piece of music I really cared about, but for something I know is largely going to be consumed via mm-hmm. iPhone speakers. I try to make it sound as good on iPhone speakers as I can. So some people hate that. I've gotten some, some heat for that in the past, but I'm like, well, that's, you can't, have, you got to cater to the medium at some point, yep. you know, you don't, you can't mix as much low end on a vinyl. Yep. So they don't, Yep. you know, so there's things, there's limitations with these things, yep. but anyway,
0: yep. Well, i, I got to ask you, Richard, because you, you were paid to listen to the video. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I know you've watched it. Did you, did you did. like my little jams I threw in there? I made those myself.
2: <laughs> I, I mean, your video production game is very hot, Bri, and your playing is very good. Uh, but, you know, I, I wish you would wear some Wampler-branded T-shirts once in a while. That's all <laughs> I'm going to
0: say. Isn't
1: that kind of like wearing your own band's merch on stage? It's a little
0: bit like if you're Metallica, you're not wearing a Metallica shirt on stage, are you? You
2: got to wear a Misfit shirt. Um, Quick shout out to uh, Jake Steffs, who we had... I probably said that
0: wrong. steffis
2: Because halfway through, I thought, should I say his surname or not? But it's too late. I blew it. Um, So sorry, Jake. But he played a festival recently. I think Summerfest in... Milwaukee, I may have got that yeah. completely wrong. I think it was, yeah, or Wisconsin, or maybe that's the same place, or maybe one's in the been, other. Or
0: was it Chicago? He might have it been. Could Chicago. have been Chicago,
2: actually, but yeah. it was a big. It was stage, a big venue. Big. And venue. I asked him about it. and He's like, "Yeah, it was really, really cool." And his, uh, his, I think his singer or his guitarist was wearing a Pink Floyd t-shirt. I mean, really? it was ripped at the at the sleeves, so he looked more Blake-like. But um, mm, yes, Very it nice. looked like Jake had an amazing time, and I am so happy to see. That journey, like as it happens in real time. Yeah. Like for him to go from the guy that I talked to about, like, should this knob have this many markings or this many, to actually being a genuine rock star is really, what,
0: really lovely. What is the name of Jake's band again? It's Lockjaw. Lockjaw. That's yeah, right.
2: th- there's a few other bands called Lockjaw. So I think, um, I think on social media they use Lockjaw X on their. Um, facebook i can't remember really
0: good man i mean the i mean the sent me. like you guys yeah you sound yeah yeah you could be an absolutely touring professional band that sounds really great not not really my
2: kind of music um i probably wouldn't pay to go and listen to them right now uh but i certainly would have done when i was younger i think you need to not be a 40 year old man to enjoy that sort of stuff (laughs) i only got five years left
1: and I can't enjoy things oh, you're anymore. You're already screwed. No, Jay, uh,
2: what what a journey he's on. But yeah, Pink Floyd t shirt, just saying. Next week, Doors t shirt. No. <laughs> you're or, just trying. What
0: ben, did you say, 1975? Yeah.
2: yeah. yeah Which, I'm incidentally, gonna, the, of the, the reason for? I mentioned it, the 1975, the singer of 1975 goes out with Taylor Swift.
1: Uh, I don't think that's a thing anymore,
2: but oh, I did go yeah. out with Taylor I don't know. Like I know anything. About I would Taylor be Swift.
0: afraid to date Taylor Swift because you know you're going to end up in a song.
1: Hopefully not by name. <laughs> you <laughs> hope, mm-hmm. but you might. It's possible. <laughs> um, you know, could be the best thing possible for your pedal building career.
0: You never <laughs> That's <know>. true. <laughs> that is true. And or he built me a fuzz Swift. and it wasn't <laughs>
1: very good and stuff and stuff and such.
2: I did enjoy uh, yeah. a video that I watched today. I'm not going to say too much because we might have the guy who did it on uh, at some point. But uh, he did a comedy skit about that one person who always sings everything. And it was so funny. So funny. I was, <laughs> was, like, it yeah. me? was it about me? Uh, it could have been. I know we looked very briefly at this guitar auction last week um, because I was salivating over the 1970s. We mostly did that on Patreon, so did yeah, we? I mean, okay, Patreon. Yeah. So, yeah. <clears throat> <throat> if you get Patreon and, and look at last week's episode, I highly recommend it because uh, I went through a video of uh, 50 beautiful guitars and and fell in love with about 48 of them. Mm-hmm. Two that I've highlighted uh, this week, though, and I think we may have touched on the Fender Performer. But they've got a a Fender Performer, which they think is the only one ever to exist with a maple board. And I don't normally like weird-shaped guitars, but I keep being drawn back to this. Um, I think I need to have a bid on it if it's under £3,000
0: million or whatever it's going to go for. Have you guys ever seen one? I've never seen one. And I was around in 1985. Are you talking about the Performer? Is that what you're talking Mm -hmm. about? Yeah, uh I have seen these before.
1: I I have mixed feelings on them. Part of me absolutely loves it. And part of me's like, but would you actually play it? That's the that's the question. I guess it depends on how it sounds. I've never played one to know how it sounds. Aesthetically, I go back and forth.
2: Yeah. Part I mean, of me loves it. It it's like uh it's like the love child of a Parker fly. And a Fender strat, yeah, really, isn't it?
0: It is. That's a good description. It, yeah, it's got yeah. a Parker Fly sort of feel to it. Yeah. But it looks
2: better than a fly to me because I'm not
1: big on the flies, aesthetically. Yeah. Oh,
2: they grow on you.
1: Well, I, if I think they, they do, literally you, grow on you because the only hippies maggots. play them. Um, yeah. What? Oh, sorry. Did I say that out loud?
2: <laughs> Did you say only hippies play Parker Flies? <laughs> yes. Jam it's bands. That's the only time you ever see you a You say Parker that like fly. it's a
0: bad thing. Oh. <sighs> Adrian
2: bilu you know, man. Adrian bilu
1: that's I went to uh, a hippie fest this weekend, and we can talk about that more. Did you? Uh, maybe if we want to, yeah. Was the band yeah. Lockjaw performing? No, 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 no. There were some great performances, interesting crowd, but um, that's not what we're talking about right now.
2: No, so d- going back to this performer, which look, I was with you, black. I immediately looked at it and went, that's vile, and then went back and went, but is it? Yeah. <laughs> right. Would I be able to summon the power of Castle Greyskull with that in my hands? Possibly. I possibly would. But then I noticed that the trim on it looked like um, the Carla trim that I had on my old um, 80s Strat, And then I saw this 1985 Les Paul with a Carla trim. And I felt very wrong about that. That doesn't look right. Putting a Floyd Rose style on...
0: Yeah, but a lot uh, of those 80s Les Pauls came with them. Yeah, I remember seeing Mm -hmm. those quite a bit back in the 80s. I've, I've
2: never been a fan. I just can't get there. It just looks like some kind of industrial finger mincing machine when you look at it. There's well, when so you put it that way, that sounds even better. Actually, that could be the name of my new band, Industrial Finger Mincing Machine. Mm-hmm. Mincing has connotations. I may not use that word, but... I'm grinding, oh no, that also has oh, connotations. Hold on. Uh, pounding, oh, I'm yeah, going up. You're not, yeah, you're not making it any
1: better. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Just stop while you're ahead. Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: but as I said, the problem with those Carla trims is they use a very soft metal on the adjustment screws, and if you are a fifteen-year-old British kid, you will destroy them with your bare hands.
0: Hmm.
1: I did not know that about them. I neither.
0: Yeah, you strip
2: I, them out real easy or something. So I, I had one. So I, I maybe it was the American performance. I forget. I had a 1980 Strat with the Carla Spider trim. I think that's what it was called. I might be wrong on that, but it was definitely a Carla Floyd Rose knockoff. And the metal screw... So on... Um, We've got a Floyd Rose at hand. On, on, a, on a Floyd Rose and on the Carla, they just used a different metal. The Carla used a softer metal. And I did not know, because this was pre-internet and I had like one friend who played the guitar, I did not know that I should probably be unbolting it at the top more than I was Mm -hmm. and re-tuning it there, resetting the bolts at the top and screwing it. So I would just continually screw down as I tuned this trim and over Uh. time, the screw bent a bit and I didn't see it bend and then it just snapped one day. And as I think I've said this before on the show, try finding parts for an American-made like weird trim in 1989 Britain when you have to go to the capital city to even find a guitar shop that that knows what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. So I ended up giving that guitar away because it just had a busted space where the trem was. And I cannot tell you how gutted I am about that today. I'd love to have that strap back.
0: Hmm.
1: You know, maybe if we keep going down this timeline,
2: we'll invent time travel, and you can go get it back. I would. It's one of the one of the mm-hmm. m- major mistakes I've made in my life. That um the film partnership where I ended up owning part of a TV series. And this um, very podcast. Uh this very <laughs> podcast. Meeting mm-hmm. Brian, no, that's one of the best things. Mm-hmm. And uh sending all my Star Wars figures. These are mistakes, my friends. <laughs> Never sell this a scrap. Is where we just grievances and mistakes. Yeah. It's grievance hour. Where's the sting, mm-hmm. Brian? It's grievance hour. Anyway.
0: Uh Let's see. Uh, no. Nope, that's not, that's <laughs> not <laughs> it. That's
1: I not can't it. air grievances to a goat. I feel happier now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so tell me about your hippie fest. Do you want to hear about the hippie fest? All right, here's the hippie fest. So as I told you guys multiple times and just before we started this podcast, ever since Nam, for whatever reason, the universe has aligned to make me absolutely insanely busy uh, most 99% of it is good busy. Uh, some of it's just life. But, uh, Friday I was like, you know what? I'm finally going to have a day where I'm not running around like a chicken with my head cut off. That's just going to be, it's going to be a nice feeling. And then I got a call uh, Thursday evening. I got a call from Mr. Chris Benson of Benson amps. And he was like, Hey, I'm going to be running a back line down to the Oregon country fair for Celise Henderson who if you guys are not familiar with Celeste you really need to get familiar with Celeste she's absolutely incredible uh incredible guitarist vocalist songwriter insert thing here she's one of those people that can just do everything she started out on on Broadway and oh, then wow. she thought uh, I think I want to pick up guitar and just plays guitar better than any you know I anyone hate her else already, I know I'm she's insane too much talent uh so good and such a great performer but she has these custom all pink sparkle Benson's. Like she's got a stereo rig with. A, she's got a rotary speaker in the center. She's got two four x twelves all covered in bright pink sparkle cloth. Uh, it's it's quite a sight to behold. But she keeps them here on the West Coast, and uh, Chris had them at his shop for some repairs, and uh, we ran them down there to her to to backline this this festival she was playing. And we were like, Oregon Country Fair, that sounds interesting. I knew it had been going for a long time. It had been going since 1967, happens every summer, and it's like a mini Woodstock.
2: You you mean it's literally been going on since 1967? (laughs) It feels that way. Let's just keep rolling on. It's
1: been going on every year since 1967, uh, and... uh, when we rolled in there, a bunch of, of of ladies with fringe were, you know, waving at us and saying, welcome home. Like, like, it was the whole nine yards. If you go to my Instagram, you can see the weird trail we had to drive down with a 2,500 uh, Sprinter van. So it barely fit down this thing. <laughs> and there's cloths hung up everywhere. We were like, are we going to be murdered by hippies? I don't really know what's going <laughs> to happen right now. <laughs> Uh, it was uh, there was like 30,000 people uh, at this thing, there were people walking around on stilts. Like, uh, my brain could barely process Sounds everything hideous. that was happening. Did he try
2: and push them over? I thought I'm not gonna lie. I did. I, yeah, I considered I did. it.
1: Yeah, <laughs> you you knew I considered. it. Yeah, I can't stand course. things above six feet.
0: Right, um, <laughs> <laughs> that's basically the entire world. For you. Yeah,
1: exactly. I can't tolerate that. Anything <laughs> over six feet, I start looking at the knees. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was a, it was a great time. Um, my family came. I told Lynn about it. She's like, "Can we come?" I'm like, "I guess." So we all rolled down there, and. Yeah, basically, we, we kind of like hung backstage. I ate like five sandwiches and uh, s- helped set up a backline uh, for Selise, watched her play. It was Again, a good day.
2: That has different connotations in your country to mine.
0: That? So, sandwiches? Yeah. Sandwiches? So
2: if, if, if someone said to me they'd eaten five sandwiches over here, I'd assume they'd mean five quarter sandwiches cut into triangles, probably with as much, twice as much bread to filling. Whereas I think an American sandwich is likely to be about 18 inches long and filled with like <laughs> mortar, maple syrup, like some kind of biscuit, and, and, and every meat. Gravy. <laughs> yeah. These, these were,
1: there was one small fried chicken slider. The rest uh, of them were uh, a muffaletta style, which, if you're familiar with, is a kind of a, a, it's a, a JHS pedal. It's a JHS pedal based on the sandwich. Exactly. Yeah. It's a New Orleans sandwich. You ate four
2: JHS pedals. I did. I needed a little iron in my diet. You can actually (laughs) explain what a muff letter is to me, because I don't know what one is. So basically it's a
1: French style sandwich. It was invented in New Orleans and it has basically cured meats, cheese, and what they call an olive salad. I don't know why they call it a salad. It's more like a relish, but it's referred to as a salad. So it's like cut up olives, it's a
2: very savory sandwich. Oh, a tapenade we would probably refer to that as. Yeah, exactly. Okay. exactly. Interesting. Um,
1: I think you'd really like... I, I've never met anyone that likes cured meats uh, that has not enjoyed themselves a quality muffaletta once they've had it. So. What
0: were the meats cured from? Like, what disease? <laughs> cured from living. <laughs> <laughs> cured from going rotten.
2: Yeah. Um, <laughs> Okay, I look forward to experiencing a muffaletta at some point.
1: Yeah, Uh, but if you want to get a brief snippet into the day, you can go to my Instagram and uh, see the post uh, where we're traveling through wondering if
2: we are indeed about to be murdered. Instagram? All right, Grandad, that's yesterday's social right. media Wait, platform. Who uses Instagram <laughs> these days, Papa? I'm all about the threads now, boy. Which, what is this threads thing you guys keep talking about? <laughs> all the threads I, mean, I got I mean, are the stitches in my I, jeans. I don't, mean to, I don't mean to be mean about anybody, especially anybody on the podcast, but on the day of the launch, when I was going, yeah, I've set up a threads account, yet yeah, we're posting on threads, I did get a text back going...
0: And what is threads exactly?
2: (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, have you been asleep? But of course, I I,
0: yeah, yeah. I had not even I have not watched or read the news or anything for weeks now,
2: or indeed remembered anything we spoke about last week because we did mention it last week. But (laughs) well, you know, in fact, the day after. Uh, yeah,
1: or maybe even that very day. I can't remember.
2: I think it was the, the day, day after before. we recorded. I, yeah. yeah, I think it was the day. But anyhow, uh, we were um, we were user number nineteen million two hundred and thirty eight thousand on Threads, uh, Bryce. So I'd say that makes us trendsetters in a in a well, world where are, there's now a hundred million Threads users. We're in the you first. You guys 20%. are regular old
1: trendsetters. What am I? I I'm, uh, well. There's too many digits. I can't figure it out. What are, what are the first two? Two two, two five, three, okay. one. Okay, you're yeah, twenty so two right. millionth. Twenty two million. Yeah, we're. I'm right yeah, in there. Yeah, a whole you. three yeah. million behind us. Slow, coach. Uh, well, you're a time zone ahead of me. What do you, you? know, what do you want me to do? That helps. Sleeping yeah. over here.
2: Yeah, that helped. And it's interesting because Threads currently feels like a nicer place to be than Twitter. Now I like it that, better for sure. That might be a self fulfilling prophecy because Twitter may have an algorithm that promotes certain types of content that I may have watched in the past in a different way to how Threads is promoting it, which seems fairly random at the moment. But I've just found everybody nicer on Threads so far, and everyone's, like, breathing a sigh of relief. So I'm going to give it a go. But I think I've uncovered what Zuckerberg's strategy is. Oh, and by the way, did you guys see Elon Musk call Zuck a cuck?
0: Yes. (laughs) I mean, I I thought
2: that was his parody account. It wasn't. He, he literally said, we should have a genitalia measuring competition.
0: I saw that. Oh, boy. I kind <sighs> of expect more from him. So do I, I don't know,
2: but well, yeah. No, <laughs> no, <laughs> expectations have been set. Uh, <laughs> but I think Zuckerberg's strategy is quite clear. I think Instagram will become less about photos and much more about video, like TikTok. And I think threads will become more about the sharing of ideas, news, Threads and pictures, like Twitter,
0: and then and when when can we kill Facebook off?
2: Well, see, Facebook is is the sort of ground in between for boomers <laughs> and and me. it's
0: just MySpace
2: continued. Uh, I see, think Facebook's going through a bit of a change. People seem to be like boasting and vague booking a lot less on Facebook. We still get a few people who are just like. You know, vague booking constantly, but yeah, I think it's I think it's matured a little bit. I'm still not a big fan. Threads
1: is going to be interesting. You know, I, I I do think I'm I'm a bit I'm basically like make hay while the sun shines. Right to me, it's it's kind of like any new social media platform, except that it has Meta behind it. Yeah. So all they're going to want to do right now is make threads look as good as possible. And so they're going to make the user experience for the average person as, as good as it can possibly be. And by that, that means their organic reach is going to be larger. The, you know, the, the, with a smaller user base, you're going to have less negativity in general. That's just how it always yep. works. Yep. Uh, so it's going to be great for a while, but I, I think eventually like anything, It will morph over time into what social media has routinely morphed into. Now, that said, Instagram, generally speaking, has mostly been more positive than Twitter, I think, over the course of this. And I don't think that's exclusively true. There's, of course, bad stuff on every platform. But if they can maintain that level of attitude over on threads, it'll be more interesting. I will say this. I've typed more words on threads in the last few days than I did in the first, you know, whatever Almost ten years on Twitter, so um, already the, the it's got me a little more a little more activated. So we'll we'll see how it goes.
0: Yeah, I like how long it. until they start having reels on uh, threads, though? How long until they turn it into a video platform? Well, that's, see, that's the thing. It does the things that Instagram doesn't do. It lets you
2: embed a YouTube in the same way you can on. Um, Twitter, in other words, you put a YouTube link in, it passes it, it gives you the thumbnail, and gives you a nice link through, which, of course, you can't do any of that on Instagram. So we no longer have the backwards style of link in bio for our latest video, which we've had to do forever on Instagram. And it doesn't it doesn't
0: doesn't so, suppress that like Facebook no, does? No, no, no,
2: it, it encourages it. So no. it it's different, but it doesn't have a direct messaging system, for example. I don't hate that, to be honest. No, nor do I. I'm which, like, thank you. Thank you for giving me a platform that doesn't involve another window to read messages. There's, there's already
1: enough meta platforms specifically. We've got yeah. WhatsApp, which I don't really use, but we've got WhatsApp, we've got Messenger, we've got Instagram, all of which can accept DMs. I don't think we need another meta platform to be you able to accept DMs. You know they're all going to become WhatsApp,
2: don't you? That's going to happen at some point. At some point, Messenger and direct messages on uh, Instagram will all end up being WhatsApp. That's the play for Meta. Because let's not lose sight of the realities either. This is a huge data harvesting operation by the Zuckerberg Android Lizard Corps. There's no I doubt. need your data. Please exactly. interact they with friends and data. please give
1: me your data. Please. It's Thank you. So- we so will
0: reward you with heart buttons. I think uh, I uh, will uh, just uh, 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 look uh. at all of your browsing history from the past oh, look, years. Oh, look, player you seem to like chat GPT. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
2: uh, so one mm. of the things that they've done on Twitter which has really messed with me is if you don't pay for a blue tick, which anyone with you know a brain that isn't a corporation is, is likely not to be paying for, you now get one promoted advert every six or seven tweets. So as I put on my Twitter the other day, I am now going to just block every account that promotes an ad to me that I'm not interested in. Thus, my one-man campaign to disprove (laughs) Elon Musk is on, boys.
1: Now, Elon's made some severe missteps. I think we can all agree with that. But the question is, is, was Twitter ever fixable? Because as we talked about when he first took over, it was not a super profitable company as it sat. It was losing money. It was not doing super well despite its importance in the culture. Was that ever going to be a thing that was able to be be turned around in and of itself? So Threads has the support from the already successful meta other platforms, right? It could probably stand to be a thing on its own. I'm sure they'll monetize it at some point because that's capitalism. But it can afford to be its own entity without so much invasiveness twitter his struggle was always going to be like how do i make this thing actually work on top of like trying to you know do his stated goals but there's um, a fine balance
2: because but twitter what? never made money so how do you right, take something no, and, and i agree it needs to it be around. commercial to make money but for example on facebook i generally get good targeted adverts it's normally guitar gear Every now and then it's something weird and dodgy. Uh, On Twitter, I was 99% getting um, either help yourself books for subjects I don't need help with, or mobile phone holders for for
0: cars.
2: (laughs) And I've bought one of those mobile phone holders off one of those adverts in the past. And what you get and what they show you on the advert are basically completely different products. It's just a scam. And so I was like these are very low quality adverts so he's taking anybody's money and that's dangerous and I'm not playing that game so I am I am ramping
0: down my personal Twitter usage which is why I wanted to announce my new company that makes iPhone holders <laughs> Mhm <laughs> Cars. yeah I Wampco,
2: mean, the wampco. finest uh, iPhone holders and accessories Well, it be Wompco seen surely. on Facebook mm-hmm. like that um that plug-in manufacturer who made the two Wampus pl- uh, pedals—you saw those the other day, did you? Brian? Yeah,
0: that was STL, I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. like some AMP sim. Yeah. I feel like they've had those for a while, haven't they?
2: I yeah. think we talked about them.
0: Yeah. I mean, that stuff. I mean, it's been done. There's a lot of plug-in companies that have like quote unquote clones of our stuff. Yeah, and my biggest, my biggest bitch there is like, why not just talk to me first? Because you yeah. know, maybe like, yeah, let's do something together. You know, I think we will yeah, we'll help through, promote if it if they have it. no yeah.
2: money.
0: Yeah. Um, well, it's it's funny because I would just work off a of profit, you know, so you don't have to pay me anything unless you sell something. Mm-hmm. Okay. That was a nice bit of solicitation, Brian. Well, just, slid in. I'm just saying. I mean, if you want to do that, don't, you know, don't go down the, uh, you know the, that sounds terrible. I going to say the backdoor route, but I won't say that. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to oh, this, rephrase that. Oh, um, this, this is slightly
1: not. This is not entirely related, but slightly. I had somebody message me on a platform I rarely use. We'll just leave it at that and end yeah the listener will know who I'm referring to, but I did not get permission to share all this so sure. I won't give all the details and but uh, he was like, "I noticed that you and Brian aren't connected on here. like how like why are you and Brian not connected on on this particular platform?" And I was like, well, because both of us don't really use it very often, I use it about every three months when I remember it exists, and also I can just call him.
2: <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think we should definitely say that we have our own social media platform. It's called, it's called it group a Group text. chat. It's called <laughs> iMessage. Yeah. It's got the best links, the, the hottest memes, and the funniest it's stuff. So, and no ads. Yeah. Uh, well, that's what you think. Not yet. Um, that's true. I, don't, don't give Apple any ideas. I want <laughs> us to do a deep dive, Bri, but we're out of time this week, I think, sure. to do we that d- deep dive. So We we will schedule it in for the main show, but I really want to go back to look at attenuators, volume controls, and also just like explain amplification in general to five year old dumb my brain Uh, because I want to know why. Yeah, well I understand that. I want to know why an attenuator has to take a load and those sort of things. Um, See, I even that raised a few eyebrows. Um. So we'll do that. But w- before we do go and, and get onto the the patron, guys, we are no longer just complete and utter internet buffoons. We are academically referenced internet buffoons. Oh man, <laughs> would you believe
0: it? It's official. It we are indeed a buffoon. So
2: mm-hmm. I have received a copy in the post today of a new book called Sustainable Crowdfunding by uh, a gentleman called Adam Pope, who is also a listener of the show, uh, who is also a PhD professor, I think is the right terminology. He's bound to tell me I'm wrong. Um, Who studies technical writing, content creation, and that sort of stuff. And let me tell you, I did an interview with him today. I've never felt more stupid in my life. (laughs) <laughs> this guy actually knows what he's talking about, whereas 99% of the people we talk to, Bri, kind of are winging it, right? This guy is a very right. smart guy, and his book is, I, I've not read all of it, clearly, I only got it today, but his book looks really interesting and really excellent. So, yeah, we get referenced in it because, you know, we're a bit it, of a thing.
0: Do they reference us like sort of a uh, do like, not here's, do this? Yeah, here's how you don't do it. Here's right. what it looks like when you're failures.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh. I talked to Adam yesterday myself. Uh yeah. and so yeah, he mentioned the book and I was like, oh, I'll have to talk to the boys about that tomorrow. And here we are talking about it. So Yes, if you that. flick,
2: I I didn't find the reference, but if you flick to the uh the actual references section. Unfortunately, because of the way they do academic referencing, my name had to come last. So it says, Wampler B, Wyland B, and Oliver R. Chasing Tone Podcast is creating, and it's about our Patreon because it's about crowdfunding. Then the final entry is a Mr. Wyland B, who has something called the Tone Mob Podcast. That sounds vile. Gosh, why would anyone need to listen to that? I can
1: tell you. Uh, well, if you want to hear uh, me and Ryan Burke from 60 Cycle Home have a very good interview with Paul Reed Smith where we uh, ridicule each other
0: for about a half hour, then you can go check that I'm out. I'm cancelling you. I, just, I heard you got kicked off the internet for that one.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, James kicked me out of media. <laughs> His name's James. He told me I needed to quit the business. Quit. Which business? Because no, you've got no, multiple. D- Maybe he's he talking said, about I, "Well, your... he specifically said I had no business in media." To which I replied, "Actually, I do have a business in media. It pays taxes and everything." And there's more than
2: one <laughs> business in media. He's got one where he does this like strippergram thing. If you pay him enough money, he turns <laughs> hey. up dressed like a boy scout. If you got the money, the honey,
1: I got the time.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, this came up actually, funnily enough, in the conversation with Adam. You know, I I am. Um, like every, every single person who's ever put their voice, their words, or anything out on the internet, I am subject to as much criticism now as I've ever been in my life. And I'm sure you guys are too. People love to tell us their negative opinions. Sure. Um, and you know what I say to them? I say I'm going to cry myself to sleep in the millions of dollars I've earned from, from your... Oh no, no, wait, that's another life. No, I no, I say you're right. I am a failure. Everything is <laughs> everything is wrong.
0: I don't know if everything. Maybe just most stuff? You know it's not wrong. 90%? What's <laughs> <laughs> not wrong? Our Patreon supporters. You know what? And there's some really wonderful people out there, you know? Beautiful, beautiful people. And uh, you know, it, it it's the sort of thing that let's say uh, you get to the end of this podcast, you're like, "Oh man, I was I have just enough time for one more podcast. but I've already been through all the Chasing Tone podcasts. What do I do? Well, now is the perfect time to go on over to patreon.com slash Chasing Tone Podcast. And you get an entirely new podcast. Oh, you really will.
2: In more ways than one, because sometimes... There isn't even a topic for us to stay on to. It's true. so off topic, it's on topic again. It's
1: probably. Br- mostly Brian and Richard going like, all right, this knob color is not going to work. Okay, but this time we are going to do oh, purple on purple instead of orange on orange. Yes.
0: And uh, I didn't it's even me show in the background whistling. I didn't even show Blake the new pedals. I'll show him on Patreon. Oh, uh, we'll have to do that. Yeah, yeah. All right. So let me, let's, let me give a shout out real quick to our executive producers from Patreon uh, Bill Bays. Jake Young from the Man the Helm podcast, which you should be checking out. Justin Burke, David Tyndall, Night Haas, Dave Trombetti, Shannon Beaver and the band... That's a Shannon Beaver. Shannon Beaver. (laughs) Shannon Beaver and his band Reduced to the Lake. Um, uh, Shannon Weaver and the band Reduced to Rust. Eric Wilson, Radar Frosted, Michael Freer, Sean Arbo of Gun Street Wiring, Rick Calhoun of Honey Picks, DJ Paddy F, Dylan Talks Tone, Stran, Kevin Harrington, Barry from Grez Guitars, Felicity Who Makes the Memes, Tom Kelly, Pigsy, John O'Neill, Robert Carr, Hunter Hudson, Rob Stokes, Jordan from the pedal company Poison Noises. Oh, and more
1: on that later. Okay.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, send me one. Nick Spano, the Twain Kings, Sasha Sir. Jay Stratton, Seth Williford, Grumpy Mike, Harry Post, Mike Peace, The Pedal Company, Harby Pedals, with an H, and Allison Carroll. Thanks a lot, everyone. We'll talk to you next week. Later. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Chasing Tone Podcast. As always, if you have any comments, questions, or concerns, you can email podcast at wamplerpedals.com, and I'll personally get your email. To email Blake, simply email info at tonemob.com, and Richard can be reached at richard at wamplerpedals.com. If you'd like to show your support for the show, the simplest and free way to do that is to share this podcast with a friend, leave a review and a rating wherever you normally get your podcasts, Also, check out Blake's podcast called The Tone Mob, and make sure you check out WamplerPedals.com for blogs, videos, and of course, guitar effects. If you'd like to hear the post-podcast conversations and to get even more content, twice the amount of podcast episodes, simply check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash Chasing Tone Podcast. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next week.